this week's episode of El Chancletazo. Okay, I, I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there. If anyone can hear drilling noises, there's so much construction at my house. So um, I apologize in advance. <laughs> well, Happy New Year. Feliz Dia de los Tres Reyes Magos. Feliz Dia de los Reyes Magos. Yeah, happy Three Wise Kings Day. That's what our episode's about today. It's something that's very traditional to Latin American culture. I think other other countries celebrate it as well that were um, historically Catholic. I think it's just another time to celebrate for people. So, you know, some, some people go hard. And uh, we'll be talking about the traditions, and it's very timely. It's part of the Latin American holiday time. Experience. Experience, yes. Did you actually grow up celebrating it? Yes, yeah. Everyone in Mexico celebrates Three Kings Day. It's like a must. Okay. Well, okay, I guess we can get into it later. I didn't get presents, but we still had like a whole thing. I guess a, a little background on Los Tres Reyes Magos. I think they're pretty, everyone who's read the Bible or has gone to Mass during the holiday season probably knows the story. But for anyone who's not Christian, the story goes that there were three kings in, I don't even know where they actually lived. (laughs) I should probably know that. I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. They, They just were Bible people. And they uh, visited the, was it the King Herod? And the King Herod, I think, uh, got in touch with them because he was like, hey, guys, I hear that there's this really important guy coming. Maybe. Yes. And, uh, you know, there were all these people that sort of had a, a common vision of a very important baby being born. And so the three kings were sent out to um, go look for the baby and kind of bring him back to King Herod. But since they uh, could sense that there was something suspicious going on, uh, they just kind of ditched him and just went on their own journey and followed the stars until they fell upon the manger where baby Jesus was born and they adored him, gifted him things. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I don't know if you want to add to the story. I know that was a very <laughs> rudimentary summary of the story. <laughs> But I think I hit the high points. I did a little research. You want to find out where they're from? Yeah. Okay. So there's three, obviously. Maria said that. Gaspar, Melchor, and Balthazar. Balthazar is the king of Arabia, or sometimes Ethiopia. Melchor as the king of Persia, and Gaspar as the king of India. Oh, wow. Okay. So they were... What I, I did not get it completely right here. But <laughs> they were traveling from far away yeah jesus from different wait land. okay now i'm like uh also getting a little scared was it even the king herod that they talked to uh yes the flight into egypt to escape herod's soldiers okay 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 all right i, I feel better all right so ethiopia persia and uh yeah. india holy crap so these were big guys <laughs> I don't think I ever realized how uh, formidable these kings were. I don't think I did either. I feel like they they were downplayed in the Bible a little bit. Or maybe I I missed that part of it. I don't know. Well, I think it was 
that part of the Bible is all about baby Jesus. So everyone just That's kind true. of pales in comparison. <laughs> yeah. And I think it, so- it also... It was intended to speak for itself, the fact that these three kings go on this journey just to see this baby. Yes. Yeah. So I guess maybe that's on us. It's our fault. We're stupid. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, okay. Could we go for the name this again? Baltasar, Gaspar, and Melchor. Melchor. That one, I always fucking miss that one. They gifted him incienso, mirra, y oro. So incense, myrrh, and gold. It would be in English. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they just kind of showed up. They worshipped him. They gave him gifts. And uh, I don't know if they did anything else with baby Jesus. I mean, that was the gist of it. Yeah. We got the spirit of the story. Yeah. <laughs> baby Jesus been rolling in it since the day he was born. He was dripping from the manger. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, but I guess the big thing is that in the United States, nobody cares about the Three Kings. Like, it's just not a thing at all, I feel like. Yeah, I don't think uh, anyone ever here. I feel like if you um, if you take, like, a foreign language class, you might hear about it. But that's pretty much it. Maybe. But as far as Latin Americans are concerned, it's a huge thing. It's a, it's a day of its own that's celebrated. And mm-hmm. I personally didn't grow up celebrating this because... Growing up here, I think my parents just kind of, you know, assimilated and kind of let it go away type of thing. But even with that, I still know what it is. I I still grew up hearing about it. You know, like it's still it was somewhat still part of my experience, even though I didn't necessarily partake in it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's how big or how important it is that even though I didn't celebrate it outright, it was still something I grew up hearing about. You know, the other day, Devin and I got into a conversation about this, how if we decide to have children, how are we going to or which of the Latin American traditions are we going to keep and which of the American traditions are we going to adopt? Because we were talking about, for example, like how I really like the tooth mouse, which is, you know, you don't have a tooth fairy in Mexico, you have a, the tooth mouse. And then I was like, oh, I'd really like to do that. But then what if the child goes to school and they're like, oh, the tooth mouse got me this. And everyone's yeah. like, you're dumb. It's the tooth fairy. You know, like what if by trying to keep my heritage alive, the child gets bullied or something? So it's kind of interesting to me because I feel like a lot of that gets like so lost, but Mm -hmm. it's, I feel like whenever I talk to you, a lot of your family's traditions are still just very much alive. Like you were very much so a part of your parents' um, Dominican culture. Yeah. Wow. I never thought about that now until you brought it up. Like you're right. And it's weird because somehow I ended up striking a good balance with, with that. I don't know how I feel like maybe the fact that I maybe had more American stuff also came into play because I had other siblings that were older than me. So maybe they're the ones who like did some of the work up front so that by the time I came around, it was already kind of involved in our family. But huh? Ah, shit. I never I didn't think about this, Maria. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for bringing that up because, yeah, you're right. I was I was very um, fortunate, I guess. Yeah, but I, I, cause I've met a lot of, um, first, was it first generation, second, first generation or the, first generation American, first generation American. Okay. Yeah. So you're a first generation American of your family and I've known a lot of first generation Americans and I feel like you're really on top of stuff. 
Like、mm. you speak Spanish really well. You are very in tune with the traditions, and I'm like always sort of impressed by that because I feel like that's、Aww. honestly a lot of hard work for for parents. Huh. But yeah, so what were your parents' traditions? What did they talk to you about? So, <laughs> um, I remember talking to my dad about this a very long time ago, and I think for me specifically, things may be a little different just because my parents grew up at a different time. So, I I don't even know how accurate or up to date that might be still within the within like Dominican Republic and stuff.、Mm-hmm. But、uh, my dad just said how really you know Christmas. Was pretty low key before. It was just a cute little holiday. You would get like a little present, and that's it. It wasn't even like a big to do. The day where you really were looking forward to and knew you would be getting a present was actually Three, Three Kings Day, which must have been very fun, right? Because you celebrate Christmas, and it's a little bit more religious centered. Then you celebrate New Year's, and then like a week later, you celebrate Three Kings Day, and then get another present. And it must have been so fun to grow up around that time with those traditions, and then. Recently, I brought it up to my mom, and she had so many fun stories about it because she was just saying how I think it was like the night, the day before, so on the fifth, she said like you would see all these little kids running around their yards or around town or to the park or like if you lived outside of the town center, then you'd be like out in the woods or whatever. And just like looking for grass, <laughs> just like oh for grass, <laughs> yeah, pulling like just bunches of grass out the gr- like off the floor. And what you would do is that you would like wrap it up and leave a little cup of water with the grass by your bed, so that when the three kings came by on their way to see baby Jesus, that because their their camels were tired or their horses were tired and they were probably thirsty, they would drink the water you left them and feed the grass to their to their camels, and like. Get refreshed for the rest of their journey, and in exchange for that, like good deed on your part, they would leave you a, li- a little gift.、Oh. And it wasn't for actually, it wasn't even them that they would do that because then, like, then they would continue on their journey. And I think La Vieja Belén, which I think is much more of a Dominican thing, I'm not sure, but La Vieja Belén、yeah. would then, for your good deed, would then leave you a gift under your bed for taking the time to like provide something to the three kings because they were on such an important journey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So that's. I feel like that's really dope to make children feel that important, right? And like they're like contributing <laughs> towards something. Yeah. That's how big religion is, I guess. Like、oh, that's how important baby Jesus was. Still is. That's true. Yeah, and then my,、uh, my mom, she was just having such a good time telling me the story because then she was like, and then the fun part is you're supposed to wake up with the presents right under your bed. She remembers like her and her siblings, they would wake up and some of them would have the presents right there and be like, look what I got. But then some of them would wake up and didn't have their presents right under their bed. So of course they'd be like, I didn't get one, and just start crying <laughs> and panicking.、Oh、and it's just like that their mom would just like hide it somewhere else. So then the kids would have to like run around looking for their gifts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But she she just remembered that she was like, oh man, she really messed with us, huh? And I was like, well, I guess it's your mom. <laughs> <laughs> it was traumatic. Yeah, yeah, it was like very equivalent, I guess, of getting coal. They had a probably like whoever was the most annoying at the time. She just made them work a little <laughs> harder for their for their gift that day. That is like the pettiest thing ever. I feel like it's very typical though of a Latina mom. So. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't, if it doesn't describe a Hispanic mother to the T, I don't know what does. So, how did you remember celebrating the Three Kings Day in Mexico? The big thing that you do, and I guess 
everyone does this. It's not it's not something that only a couple of families do. Uh, you have something called La Rosca de Reyes, and it's this yeast bread, and it's almost like a sweet roll, mm. but it's a ring of it. And then on top of the yeast bread, I don't know if you've ever know, had, for example, like um, shoe pastry with the little cracked thing, claquelin, on top. Yeah. It's like um, a very buttery sugar cookie baked on top of like mm. another type of pastry i guess mm. so it's a lot i can't describe it because i feel like there's nothing no equivalent uh for american pastry but or like um if you've ever had conchas yeah i don't know if that's okay so the covering on top of a concha is exactly like the covering on top of a rosca de reyes okay. so you'll have like roscas that are just the sugar stuff and then you'll have ones that have like strips of the sugar stuff and then you have strips of um quince paste on them and like sometimes like other like candied fruits mm -hmm. uh and yeah i mean you usually get a rosca or two depending on how many family members you have and it's something that you go hang out with other people for so you either hang out with really close friends of the family or you hang out with your extended family and you cut into the uh, rosca together and someone will get a little tiny baby Jesus that's tucked <laughs> into the rosca. And uh -huh. if you get the tiny baby Jesus, that means that on the Dia de la Candelaria, you have to buy tamales for everyone that was <gasps> at the rosca cutting party with you and oh, el dia so de la candelaria is almost like the official end of the holiday season for mexicans and it's i think it's uh the first week of february um but it's supposed to be mm -hmm. in, in catholic tradition it's supposed to be the day that um jesus was taken to the temple to be presented and the way that mexicans celebrate that is that whoever got the little baby jesus just buys a ton of tamales for everyone. So that's oh, kind that's really of cute. the tradition. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do get gifts, but I think it's regional. Like I think in Mexico City, for example, it's pretty common to have what your parents had growing up. But um, some other places just have it. You know, like Christmas is the main gift receiving day. And then you either get a really tiny something. Yeah. For Three Kings Day, or you just don't really get anything and uh, you just celebrate with your parents. So, yeah, that's kind of what I remember. In when we came here, my mom, I remember, would try to make the Rosca de Reyes and she got pretty good at it. But uh, yeah, we would just eat it. We obviously, like, no one got a plastic baby or anything because it was homemade, but. It's just a, a good time, and everyone just has a little little hot chocolate, little rosca de reyes. I do remember one very specific memory that actually came up as part of this episode is this one year, I must have been like six or something, they were trying to break the Guinness World Record for the largest rosca de reyes at like a local mall. And, <laughs> and we just went and like had a piece of their Rosca de Reyes so that I don't know that's just like a random memory that I had that I'm like huh I would have never thought of that unless we'd done this episode oh that's cool was it good yeah it was good I mean I don't know I was a child you know 
I was it's handed exciting. some bread and I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so I, so would it be comparable to maybe like the challah bread? Uh, yes, but a little sweeter. Okay. Honestly, like if you've had a concha, it's a lot like a concha, but just in a big ass ring shape. Okay. <laughs> But you see, I think what's funny is that I've had a similar experience with that, but it wasn't necessarily like a Hispanic thing where um, you have bread, there's a coin in the bread ah. somewhere. Yeah. And then okay. you cut into it and whoever gets the piece that has the coin, it's like, okay, well, this is going to be the year of like, you're going to get a lot of fortune. Huh. Maybe French or like, maybe it was like a Cajun tradition of some sort. Maybe. I'm just typing in coin bread. <laughs> Let's see where this came from. Uh, apparently, it was also kind of a Greek thing, but that's something I've done. But uh, yep, those were those were my memories of Three Kings Day. I don't really celebrate it anymore, which is quite sad, kind of. But uh, that's what the U.S. does to you, you know. Yeah, <laughs> assimilation. Assimilation. <laughs> eh, I can't complain. <laughs> uh, no one complains. It's about celebration. So, uh, do you have any childhood memories about Three Kings Day or, I don't know, um, you mentioned it wasn't ever really much of a holiday for you, but did Mm -mm. you, I don't know, do Dominicans, um, have like any foods that they eat on that day? No, not that I know of. Probably. (laughs) So that's probably a question I'll have to go back to my parents with. We didn't do anything. It just, I guess at some point, it just became something like any other day for my parents. Especially because it's on the 6th. You know, that's most of the time. A random. It's going to be a random <laughs> weekday where everybody just ended up going to work or school or whatever. So I guess it just, you know, fell through. I never grew up celebrating it at all. I just kind of knew the story of it a little bit. I guess I knew who they were and they were always like important. And I remember getting like... um like coloring books that had like the three kings and baby jesus and stuff which was interesting because i feel like even even in church within the american culture i i don't know that they're even like isolated like that like as a yeah thing I, don't think they are. I mean they're um i think around that time you do have like a reading like a sunday reading kind of thing that does talk about the three kings but other than that i feel like it's not really brought up that often so i'm not really sure why it's such a big deal in um in Latin American culture. Yeah. We were excited for the new year. I think maybe yeah. this year I'll try to do something to celebrate El Dia de los Tres Reyes. De los Reyes Magos. Yeah. Maybe I will too. Maybe I'll go outside and get some grass. <laughs> and a little bit of water. <laughs> Leave by your bed. Be like, Eric, my Amazon wish list is pulled up on the laptop. <laughs> The grass is over there. Yeah, figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess um, I don't think either of us is really a resolution type of person. Mm -mm. But is there anything that you're really looking forward to in 2021 or that you really want to focus on in 2021? (sighs) The only thing I'm, and this sounds like very, I don't know, champagne problems, but I've been planning this trip to go to Italy with my parents for as long as I think forever of my adulthood. And this was a year that I was going to be able to do it. And I just really hope that we can. (laughs) Like it's already kind of planned. And because I am so like hard headed and I don't want it to fall apart because of, you know, all the COVID and just 
mm-hmm. you know, real world circumstances of today. Like I still have my hotels booked. Like within 2020, I still was making sure to like keep up with like my scheduled planning for this yeah. trip. It, it didn't. It didn't seem to be like that much of of a risk to just book it and then cancel if or just you know reschedule if things didn't turn around. But mm-hmm. I just, I just really, really, really want to do this. Like I went when I was in college and I loved it. And then I just wanted to be able to like take my parents too. since I've been working, I've just been like counting pennies. So, I mean, at this point it's been like what, 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because my parents are older too, like, I just know I only have a legitimate time left. Like I have a small window to actually be able to take them on this trip and yeah. shit better not get fucked up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I've worked for this and I really want to go and I feel like they're going to like it. Italy is a good older person place. Yeah. It's nice and warm. The food is great. They can just hang out. I don't know that my parents are going to be happy. My parents do not like pasta. Oh, okay. I don't understand because I'm just like, close your eyes. It's rice. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But they, they're not pasta people, surprisingly. I think everything besides the food is going to be fine. My parents are the type of people, like, if it's not rice and meat, it's not dinner. So <laughs> we're just going to have to, like, eat risotto every day for them. So that will have to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully they'll still enjoy it, right? Yeah. So how about you? What are you really looking forward to for 2021? Besides um... COVID being a thing of the past. Right. So assuming that at some point, this year, I can resume a lot of the aspects of my life prior to COVID. Gosh, I really miss what do I really miss? I feel like we kind of talked about this um, previously, but just mm-hmm. my day to day life, like I, I really miss um, going to the gym, I really miss going out to eat a lot. I feel like that's one yeah. of the biggest ones where I'm just like, God, I loved like, to have like date night with Devin outside mm-hmm. or like go get a drink with friends. I feel like I really miss that. So when I got engaged, I started planning a bachelorette trip for myself where I really wanted to go. Um, like I, I was planning to go to England actually, and just kind of spend like two weeks there and then try to swing work from home from England with my company Um, (laughs) that obviously did not happen, but I was really, really sort of looking forward to doing something like that. I don't know. I feel like maybe this coming year, I've never traveled with, uh, people who aren't my family. So maybe I'd love to like, get like a girl's trip together or like, you know, just something like that. Just like go out and travel somewhere with people who are not, um, my family, I guess. Like a friend trip. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really uh, what I'm looking forward to. You know what's one thing that I feel like I will be taking with me from here on out because of COVID? More self-care. Mm. I think this year I've been able to like find more activities that I can do on my own time by myself where I can enjoy my own like silence and my own voice, <laughs> my own mm-hmm. thinking or whatever. And that I feel like is something that I maybe I didn't consciously do before or you know put the intention to like make that time for myself yeah of having my own hobby or just having my own little activity time so that is something I think I I really 
I really appreciate the ability of being able to learn to do that for myself. Right. So what's been like your favorite um, activity to yourself or like me time? I did like a little like paint my numbers thing, which I actually really liked. I really enjoyed that because I'm not artistic in the way of like drawing and painting at all. And there was also something I think somewhat mind numbing and soothing of just like matching the color to the number and just like zoning out with a little bit of music and creating something that you don't necessarily see until the end. I liked that. (laughs) That's really nice. Yeah. Is there anything you think you learned this year by our extremely unique circumstances that you might continue to apply? I think I learned a lot about how to... I guess I learned a lot about how I need a lot of structure in my life Mm -hmm. and a lot more than I thought I did. And for me, that showed up specifically with not being able to unplug from work with a laptop in like if my laptop is in the same room as me, which, you know, I live in a one bedroom apartment. So most of the time it is, Mm -hmm. I just cannot mentally unplug from work. And it was kind of driving me crazy. (laughs) So I think I learned to be better about unplugging from work while still sharing a space with my workstation. Mm -hmm. And just kind of that also taught me to be a little bit more good about being present in my household. Because I feel like previously I would, especially when I, when I first moved where I did, I, you know, I had no friends. I had no family at all. I didn't know a single person in the area. So I think I started to fill up my time with things to do just so I wouldn't feel lonely. Mm -hmm. And I think that really kind of hit me with um, quarantine where this whole life that I had built up until this point was just gone. And I had nothing to do but stay at home. And it just kind of made me realize you know, that I was really pushing a lot of what I felt about myself and about living where I do, just pushing it off um, by just constantly being busy, 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 busy. So, you know, I think in, in a way that was nice because I think it allowed me to focus a little bit more, for example, on my relationship with my husband, on my relationship with myself, on enjoying time alone, like you were saying. So that was really nice. All right, so I guess that's our episode this week. Next, we're going to be taking the Myers-Briggs personality test and mm-hmm. discussing our results. Yeah. And I guess how we, you know, how we reflect upon that. If we if we think our results are true to what we've seen of each other. <laughs> mhm. I'm excited. Yeah, me too actually. I'm really excited. I haven't taken one of these in a couple of years. Same. Yeah. So that's our next episode. Thank you for listening to us. Happy New Year. And we hope that this coming year is full of peace and trust and uh, great relationships for everyone who listens to us. And I guess the world in general. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And uh, we'll, we'll be sticking around. We'll see you guys on January 20th. In the meantime, you can find us on Anchor FM, Spotify, Pocket Cast, uh, Apple Podcast, um, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast. 
you can go find us there. Yep. And also remember to follow us on our Instagram, which is el.chancletazo. And you can always send us an email. We would love to hear from you at chancletazo.el at gmail.com. All right. That wraps it up. Happy 2021. Happy 2021, everyone. Bye. Have a good one.